Welcome to On Purpose, a podcast designed for all women that want to live this one messy, hard, fun, challenging, and exciting life we've been given on purpose and with intention. It is our heartfelt belief that women do that better when we're together, better when we are connected, better when we learn from each other. Each episode, you'll be hearing from Elizabeth on a variety of ways that we can be more intentional with our lives. We hope to inspire you and encourage you as we engage together on purpose. Here's your host, Elizabeth Pearson. Hi, friends. Welcome back to On Purpose. It is now summertime. I hope you're enjoying a little different pace of life. I know that we sure are. We have seven of our kids at home right now for the summer, and I would say with the exception of the grocery bill, it has been fantastic to have so many of them back home. Now, this isn't a podcast about saving money on groceries, but just simply because I love our audience, I want to let you in on a little secret. At my house, we eat a lot of eggs, and if you eat a lot of eggs, this little tip is going to be for you. And when I say that we eat a lot of eggs, by that I mean we eat 10 dozen eggs a week. And with the price of eggs right now being through the roof, it is ridiculous. It's about $43 to get 10 dozen eggs at Kroger. That's like ridiculous. It's insane. And I seriously cannot believe that we don't have chickens anymore. That would certainly be so helpful right now. But here's a little secret. If your family eats a lot of eggs like mine does, go to that grocery store. I don't even know how to pronounce it. I think it's Lidl. Some people say Lidl. I don't know. You can get a dozen eggs for $1.18. $1.18. So to put that in perspective, that's like 10 dozen eggs for $11.80. So just by listening to this podcast, you can save $31 a week on eggs too. So there you go. Okay, y'all. It hit me today that our podcast has been successfully around for one year. And I got to tell you, I don't like the word pride or proud, like in the sense of, oh, I'm prideful or I'm proud of that. But I really am proud of the work that we've done because only one in five podcasts survived the one-year mark. One in five. So I just want to say thank you so much to our listeners for keeping us around. David and I were out of town this weekend for a wedding, which I'll talk about in a minute. But on a drive back, I did some thinking. Being another year older and one year of podcasting under my belt, I was asking myself, what have I learned over the last year? And I can tell you this, I've learned that the older I get, the less I know, the less certain I am about many, many things. And I think that's probably a podcast for another day. But one thing I am certain of is the importance of community, the importance of friends on so many levels. We talk about it all the time, and it's not because there aren't other great topics, but I do really, really believe and the importance of it, and I see what it does to our health. I see what it does to our happiness. I mentioned earlier that David and I went to a wedding this weekend, and for whatever reasons, weddings and funerals, they get me. They get me pensive. They get me emotional. They get me intentional. They get me grateful. They get me pondering. And I got to tell you, this weekend was no exception. The friends and the people we surround ourselves with impact the trajectory of our lives. Now, we've all heard the saying, we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. The people we spend time with influence us more than we realize. It's so true. I want you to stop what you're doing, and I want you to think about this and ask yourself this question. 
Who do I spend the most time with? Who do I spend the most time with? Can you picture them? Can you even name them right now? Maybe count them on your fingers as you're doing it, like so-and-so, so-and-so. Now ask yourself this as you're thinking about them, as you're picturing them, as you're naming them. Ask yourself, do they uplift me? Do they inspire me? Do they bring me down? Do they believe in my dreams and challenge me and push me? Are they negative and always complaining? You see, it's important to not just brush over that, but really ask ourselves those questions because our social circles play a huge role in our personal growth and ultimately impact who we become. It's true. Our social circles play a huge role in our personal growth and ultimately impact who we become. I watched this unfold this weekend. When two people get married, the people standing with them on their wedding day, and I would add many of the people seated in the audience, are the ones who have supported them along the way, for good or for bad. And you can get a glimpse into someone's life by the company they keep. We've actually been to so many weddings lately. We have so many nieces and nephews getting married and now friends' kids getting married. And what I found is that you can learn so much about the bride and the groom by the speeches given by their friends. You really can. And it got me thinking, who are the ones influencing my life? Who would stand up and speak about me today? And how would the company that I keep reflect who I am? Just like the bride and the grooms when their friends stand up and speak about them. Would they be ones that would build me up and challenge me and help me grow? Would they be ones that make me a better version of myself? Because if I'm the average and if I'm the sum of the people I hang around the most, it's important to make sure that they are influencing my life in a positive way. I have a friend that I spoke to just this morning who is dating somebody new, and I was so excited to hear all about them. And I told her that I was just dying to meet them. And she said, Elizabeth, you got to be patient. I promised him that he would be meeting my personal advisory board soon. Personal advisory board. I honestly forgot she even used that term because it's been so long since I've heard her say it. And I forgot that I was blessed enough to be on it. And as I was driving home, I thought a lot about that term, personal advisory board. And I was thinking about friendships. Those we spend the most time with should be valuable enough to make our own personal advisory boards. They should be ones that could fill a seat on that board. Ones that build us up. Ones that encourage us. Ones that have our best interest at heart. Would the friends you spend the most time with be worthy of being on a so-called personal advisory board if you had one? If not, you might need to reevaluate who you were spending your time with. Because again, we are the sum or we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. Not the ones that we like the most or not the ones that we have the best intentions of being with, not the ones we respect the most, but we honestly become like those we hang around. So we are the sum of the five people we spend the most time with. Confucius once said, if you are the smartest person in the room, then you're in the wrong room. I am so grateful to not be the smartest person in the room. I am grateful for wise counsel, and I am grateful for the people that sit on my board. 
This wedding, for example, the friends we were with, they grow me. They inspire me. They challenge me to love well. They live their lives in such a way that I want to love like they do. I'm so grateful for what I witnessed this weekend, for what I learned from them, for friends that are real, they're honest, they're vulnerable. They're not just this picture perfect on the outside and let me just put on this good front. They are real. And you know what? They allow us to witness it all. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And what I came away from this weekend realizing is I want to love family and others like they do. I am beyond grateful for their impact on my life and how they inspire me to tap into my full potential. So who are the people you allow to influence you the most? If you had one, who's on your personal advisory board? And all this thinking made me think about Jenny Allen's book, Find Your People. And in it, she talks about the importance of our friends with certain qualities playing different roles in our lives. And she says that a village of people meeting different needs and loving you in different ways provides a fuller, richer way to live. And that it's important to know what gifts your friends bring to your life and also own the role that you play for others. So I always love to ask questions so people get thinking. So I'm going to ask you another question. What type of friend are you? What do you bring to your friendships? We like to think about what we have or lack in our friends, but when was the last time you evaluated yourself and asked what kind of friend you are? or what you bring to your friendships? Do you even know what power and uniqueness you bring to others? If you don't, I would encourage you to find out. If you can't figure it out on your own, ask the people you spend the most face-to-face time with. See what they say. And here's the kicker. Listen with an open heart. Although there are many different tests and types and things to look for in your friends, Jenny Allen in her book, Find Your People, offers the following kinds of friends to look for in your own life. And I want to go through each one of them because I do think it's important to see who you have in your life that fills these roles, as well as what role or roles you might play in your friends' lives. So here we go. The first one, the first type of friend she calls the sage. Now, this is a friend who listens, prays, and advises. They love for you to bring them a problem. They are safe and trustworthy, and everybody needs at least one sage in your life. And because I am not the wisest person in most of the rooms that I enter, I am super grateful to have multiple sages in my life. Who is your sage? Okay, second, the encourager. Now, this is the cheerleader, the friend who believes in you. They see the good in you, and they call it out. It's easy for them to speak hope when you are discouraged. They see the best in life and in people. And this person oozes belief and support. We all know people like this, right? Every time you're with them, you feel better about yourself. They lift you up. They find the good in you and they bring it out. Do you have someone like that in your life? Someone like that in your corner cheering you on? The third type she mentions is the foxhole friend. This is just a really, really good companion. This friend gets their hands dirty with you. And if you have an idea, they are all in. They will fight for you and they will fight beside you. 
Your foxhole friend might not use the words to express what you mean to her, but she will be right beside you and share in whatever trouble you get into. This friend who I was with this weekend is a diehard foxhole friend. There has never been a time in almost 24 years of friendship that I have needed her, that I have needed something that she wasn't there. She is always ready to roll up her sleeves and get to work. This life is not meant to do alone. So we need friends like this that will get in the trenches with us. Who is your foxhole friend? The challenger is the next one. Now, this is a friend who isn't afraid to tell you the truth. They will not let you settle and they will kick you in the butt if you get off track. They might not be your easiest friend and you might have to work through conflict here and there, but these friends make you better every single time. And I've got to tell you that this is the hardest one for me because I don't love conflict. And because I have such a deep desire to be approved of and to be liked just as I am, I didn't used to invite people like this into my life. Yes, I had various mentors in my life and they did teach me things, but they were more like a sage because of their wisdom. But challengers are different. You have to allow them into your life in a more personal way. You have to be honest and vulnerable with them at the deepest level. I was really good at throwing smoke screens. I would share something that was honest and seen as needing help, but it wasn't like the real issue at hand. I would throw that out there and it would be a smoke screen for what was really going on. And I would hide that for fear of not being thought of highly or fear of not being enough. And it wasn't until much later in life that I invited challengers into my life. And that for me was where the real growth happened. So let me ask you, who have you allowed into your life at the deepest level who isn't afraid to tell you the honest to goodness truth? Now, we're going to move on to the next one. And everyone wants to be this next one. And that's the fun one. This is a friend that brings the party. They might not have a two-hour debate with you about a theological issue, but they will make sure that you laugh hard and that you laugh often. You see, they are spontaneous and pull people together and say something inappropriate that interrupts whatever bad mood you find yourself in. Because I tend to prefer only half of an emotion chart or an emotional wheel, I tend to gravitate towards fun people. Like, I love to laugh. I do not like to cry. And that's why I don't watch much TV or movies, especially Disney movies. I cannot stand Disney movies. I want you to think about it. The mom is either already gone before the movie starts or she dies in every single Disney movie. It's true. Just You just go through the list. But quick-witted or funny people make me laugh. And even the Bible says that laughter is like a medicine. It's good for the soul. And because of the way I'm wired and because I think life is already hard enough as it is, I would love to fill my social circle, my top five with all fun ones. But that wouldn't make much of a very good personal advisory board. And as much as each type is very needed, it's critical to have all the seats filled, not just a whole bunch of one type. Now, listen, we all need a fun friend, every single one of us. Who's yours? The next one, the planner. This is the organized and thoughtful friend who makes sure you get together and make sure the bill gets split up correctly during girls' nights out. She starts the meal train email and remembers your birthday. And I equally love planners as much as I love the fun ones. 
With a family of 10, I am always planning, always organizing everything. I am the control tower, making sure that every flight takes off on time with minimal crashes. And because of that, when I'm with other people, I love it when someone else plans where we're going, what time we need to get there, what to wear. Just plan all the things for me. Tell me when to show up and I'll do it. Every year I travel with a group of four other girlfriends and they can all be planners. And let me just tell you, it is awesome. It was a week before we were about to leave this year and David asked me where we were going. I looked at him and I said, I honestly have no idea. All I know is that I have a passport and these are the dates that will be gone. Oh yeah, and they told me what to pack. I do not have to use my brain for one minute when I am with these girls. I know that they will have every single detail handled. And if you don't have a planner in your circle, get you one pronto. It'll change your life. So those are the six types of friends that Jenny encourages each of us to have. And you could probably add some others to that, but I do think that is a great place to start. And a big takeaway from her book for me was that no one person can be your everything. But everyone has something to say, something to teach you, and something to bring to your life. And it is so fun when you really start to see what each person uniquely brings to your friendships. It made me appreciate my relationships even more. So again, who are the people currently in your life? Start thinking about what type of friends they might be. Consider how they might fill different roles in your life. Do you have someone in your life who is habitually encouraging you? Acknowledge that person for how they make you feel. What about someone who is incredibly wise? Ask for more input from her. Seek her out. Make time for someone that can pour into you that way. Do you know someone who is impossibly fierce, who seems unafraid of life? Sort out a way to dive into some purposeful project together. Make a memory doing something that counts. Maybe thank your planner friend for initiating gatherings that are meaningful and sweet. Tell them that you recognize that all that is taken off of your mental and physical plates is done so because it's on their plate instead. Bless that friend that always picks up your call. When someone consistently and quickly responds to your texts and your calls, it makes you feel loved, valued, important, Acknowledge them for that. Express appreciation to the one who still sends you birthday cards in the mail. Tell that challenging friend that you are grateful for a differing point of view and how much it means to know that you can hold different positions and still be so very loved. Tell them thank you for being willing to love you enough to be honest with you. And then, and I want to make sure you do not rush past this, think about what type of friend you are, and how you can contribute your unique and powerful attributes to your friends. Do you know what you bring to your relationships for the good or for the bad? It's important to know. It's important to evaluate. It's important to think about. And then the next step is this. I want you to ask yourself another very serious question. Do I prioritize the people in my life that I want in my social circle? Do I prioritize the five people I want to be the sum of? Do I prioritize those that I want on my personal advisory board in order to be continually growing into the person that I want to be? Do I prioritize the people in my life that fill each of those six roles, those six seats on the bus? 
or do I just spend time with people that are convenient? As we wrap up our time together, we always end with something that we can do to be intentional, to be purposeful in whatever the area is. So today, I challenge you to find your few, prioritize your few, let them know that they are your few, hold them tight, keep them close. And as Jenny says, it's worth the fight. Find your people and never let them go. Thank you for joining us today. We hope to see you next time on Purpose.